You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more. So I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. Slow season is here. I am feeling it. I know that you're feeling it too. I've had several people reach out to me desperate for business advice because they think that they're doing something wrong. And the reality is, is that you're not doing anything wrong. I've been telling everybody since October to work as much as possible, take advantage of the holiday season and save money for the slow season because things do have a tendency to slow down um january and in february even with valentine's day um things still get to slow down um but then come march things start to pick up and you will forget that february and january ever happened but i did create um a list of things that you can do to keep you busy during slow season so i came up with 20 things that i actually do practice during this time Um, and I felt like I needed to share with you what to do during the slow season. So I'm going to share with you what I do to keep me busy, but efficient. So basically I'm still working, but I'm not working if you get it. So the first thing is do not panic. I know that may sound kind of like not the obvious thing to do because if you didn't plan well, Um, and you didn't save money for the slow season, then you're definitely panicking right now. But don't panic. Understand that this is all part of the game. Even super busy businesses go through slow seasons, and this is in no way a reflection of you and your business. But rather, I feel like people are recovering from holiday expenses and vacations and the kids are back in school and there could be like a long list of different reasons right um for me because i'm in orlando it's a little cold right now so usually people will vacation in warmer weather and weddings typically like they start picking up again around springtime um and that's around the same time like easter is coming up and spring break is coming up so you know this is like vacation central but during the warmer weather um and i have noticed that there's a consistent decline in orders twice a year so it happens in january february more in february not so much january um more in february and August, it happens again through early September, okay? For August and early September, it's because it's the end of summer, people are going back home, um, students are returning to school, so wedding season actually starts to pick up again 
mid-September and continues into January of the following year. So why? Yeah, we do get um, uh, summer weddings, but we don't get that many summer weddings because it rains almost every single day in Florida. It's hot, it's humid, it's sticky. Um, so brides, they don't really want to deal with this. So they usually don't do um, summer weddings unless they do like an indoor venue. And unless they're very brave, <laughs> but usually they will wait and they would prefer to have fall, winter and um, spring weddings versus having um, summer weddings. Number two, organize your business and policies. This is the time to look at all your documents. So if you find anything that you like to add, change or remove, you now have the time to do so. Uh, think about what you worked for or what worked for you in the previous year, what policies you like to implement, um, if you want to change anything like your pickup times, um, your deposit requirements. For instance, my deposit requirements was $75. I don't know why I ever did that. Like I've been doing that for three years and I've been telling everybody, you know, make sure that you get your deposit. Yeah, I will get my deposit. But it's easier for a client to cancel when they're only losing out technically $75 versus canceling when they're losing 50% of a deposit. So it's more than likely um, that my paycheck will be guaranteed at the end of when I turn in my cake um, because I get the other 50% payment, right? Versus, you know, if it's a $500 cake and I'm only getting $75 deposit, and then they cancel, they're losing $75, but I'm losing $425. So um, yeah, I changed that. I took this time to change that. And so now I'm doing 50% um, for the deposit. Also, um, pricing. Pricing is a really big one. I've talked about this before. You know, pri the pricing of things do go up and down constantly. So I would try to find a happy medium, a uh, medium where you feel comfortable that regardless of, you know, if the supplies increase a little bit more, um, you still feel like you're still getting paid well for your work. So take this time to really do like a thorough I would say like inventory of the supplies and the ingredients that you use um, in your daily business. So that way you can have like a spreadsheet of the prices and all that. So if you feel like you need to increase your prices a little bit more, then this is the time for you to do it. You don't have to make an announcement. You don't have to tell anybody or any of your clients, I apologize for the inconvenience, prices have to go up. Like, no, you just, just do it. Just do the thing, okay? Do inventory. So I love this part of my business because it truly makes me feel efficient. In doing inventory, I can make a list of the items that I consistently use in my business. And if I'm running low, then I can make my purchases accordingly so that I'm not running around last minute trying to gather my supplies um, when orders do start to pick up again, because they will. And I even have a spreadsheet of every single item that I use in my business. And I update that every so often. And also by keeping inventory, it prevents me from purchasing double items. Like how many times have you like, you know, you have an order and you're at the cake supply store and you see this fondant mold and you're looking at it. You're literally staring at it. And you're like, I think I have you, but I'm not sure. And you're like, I'd rather just grab it now than go back home. And then I really don't have it, you know? So um, 
I just go ahead and keep an inventory so that way I know what I have and I'm not buying, you know, double or repeat items. Um, this is very important so that way you're not spending money where you don't really need to spend money, okay? Number four, connect with vendors. Um, if you've been eyeing an event planner for a while or a caterer, photographer, venue manager, whatever the case may be, but because you've been so busy with orders and customers, you haven't had the chance to make networking connections, which is so important. Um, so now is the time to do this. Reach out to them in an email or even a phone call and introduce yourself. Ask if they would like to meet up for a casual chat, coffee, drinks, whatever. Um, and while you're at it, bring them some cupcakes or samples of your services. People love getting cupcakes, you guys. They just, they love it. Um, and this also gives them an opportunity to try your cakes, to try your product. And because they've already tried it, they can recommend you. Because they know that, hey, yeah, this person, you know, their cakes are awesome and they taste good. So it's, you know, good to connect like that. Um, number five, send marketing emails to your customers and a thank you promo. Okay, so this is a huge marketing strategy that I implement in the last few weeks of February. I do this twice a year, okay? And this is one of the biggest things for me, and I'm going to share it with you. This is one of my little secrets, um, but I am not a gatekeeper, so I'm going to share it with you so that way you can benefit from this as well. So I love to send promo emails and I reach out to my customers and offer a deal that they just can't resist. Especially those customers that order for me several times in a year, um, this is the time that they take advantage of those deals. So um, I, as many of you guys know, I offer cake and treat packages, okay? So I have three options right now, but I'm working on two other options. Um, but my smallest package is package A, and it's valued at $240. This is a very small cake. It's a five-inch cake, and it includes a dozen cake pops, a dozen Oreos, and a dozen cupcakes. And the cake can be any theme, um, and the treats will be decorated with some elements of the theme, but definitely color-coordinated. So it's nothing intricate. Um, otherwise, you know, it would not be cost-efficient for me. Um so I will go ahead and send an email blast and offer 25% off any of the packages. But there's a catch. Um, it must be paid in full. So usually my clients, for the packages, I was taking a 50% deposit, so 50% upfront and then 50% two weeks prior uh, to delivery or prior to pickup. But because I'm offering 25% off and it's a promo, the catch is that they have to pay in full if they want to secure their date and they want to secure this specific pricing, okay? So if the client chooses package A, this is a $60 discount. And in the grand scheme of things, to me, $60 is not a big difference, but it is to my client. Um, so this will bring their total from $240 down to $180. And for them, it's like a steal, right? So if in the first week of my offer, I book five package A's. Um, this brings me $900 for that week. So by doing this, although I'm not producing actual products, like I'm not booking cakes for that same week, and this is to be booked for like the, uh, the rest of the year, but at least for that week, I'm still bringing in consistent income. And this is very important because just because you are not making actual cakes does not mean that you need to sit back and wait for those orders to come to you. Be proactive 
and seek those sales. So that way you have deposits coming in and you have money coming in. You cannot, especially if you did not save money um, during the holiday season or you couldn't save money during the holiday season, whatever your situation may be. So try to find ways to um, get those bookings. Um, if you have like clients that have booked with you already, um, tell them, Hey, if you're, let's say if like they already paid 50% off or 50% of your, the, of the deposit and they still owe 50%, but their cake is not due for another six months, tell them that you'll knock off like what, $25 or something off of their final price. If they finish paying off, um, by the end of the month and it's like a promo, like a thank you for choosing me and my business and whatnot, you know, like this is only if you're like really needing the money right now. Okay. Um, and we've all been there, so there's no judgment here. Number six, work on dummies and your portfolio. So if you're anything like me, you have a ton of safe photos on your phone of cake designs you've seen that you love and you want to recreate a version of it, but because of the demand of orders, you just haven't had the time to make. Um, so take advantage of this time and create a few of them. And yes, you're investing money and you're utilizing your supplies, but this is a very good investment because not only are you being in full control of the design, which of course you wanna be able to showcase your work and what you can do, um, but you know, it's like sometimes clients bring us photos and it's the same design, same theme, same style, over and over again, and honestly, I get, I get so bored. I don't know about you guys, but I get so bored. But when I get the opportunity to create and have total control, like total creative control, I can truly show my artistic talent. So this is the perfect time to do that, um, to show what you really what you can do, and take all the photos, all the videos, different poses, different backgrounds, different areas, better lighting, and post them. Um, your followers and customers don't need to know that those are just for fun. They don't need to know that you're just doing, that you're going through a slow season and that these are just dummies. They don't need to know that they're not actual orders. Um, but this keeps your portfolio fresh and up to date. Number seven, prepare holiday cakes. Okay, so I know this is crazy, but listen, there's a, what is it? There's a reason behind my madness. Um, I know. Don't think I'm crazy, but yes, I do this very often. So the next big holiday is Easter, okay? While it's almost two months away, I will I take this time to prepare the menu that of the things that I want to offer. Um, the mock cakes, the treat samples, anything like that that I'm going to offer, I go ahead and I just get it out of the way now because I'm anticipating, like looking at my agenda, I am so crazy booked for March and April. It's insane. And I'm like, at what point am I going to have time to do these mock-ups then? You know, because I am going to do an Easter sale. So when am I going to do these um, sample cakes? So do it now. You have the time now, do it now. And this helps you stay ahead of the game. Um, that way you have the pictures, you have the videos, they're ready to be posted. So you can actually prepare your holiday cakes for the rest of, the year. You can do Easter, 4th of July, Halloween, Thanksgiving, before you know it, Christmas is almost here. And, you know, when you're so busy, you're like, okay, so to, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like for Thanksgiving, or not for Thanksgiving, for Valentine's Day, I felt like it took me forever. I was so busy in January that I didn't post my Valentine's Day menu until 
like two weeks before Valentine's Day, when you're supposed to actually post these things at least a month in advance. Um, and that's what happens when you don't really think ahead. And my one of my goals for this year is to think ahead. So by me thinking ahead, that means that now that I'm having a little bit of downtime, I'm going to start doing some mock-ups for what I want to do for Easter. Um, and probably even as far as um, 4th of July. So that's something to think about. All you have to do is take the photos, take the videos. You can continue to use the same dummies. You know, dummies are very versatile and you can just scrape off the buttercream, scrape off the fondant, wash and reuse. Um, and just use the same dummies. Don't You don't have to buy a bunch of dummies. Just use the same ones. Um, make sure that they're the size of what you're going to offer. And just, you know, be ready with that. So at number eight, read a business book. To me, reading has become a crucial part of my business. I've always loved um, reading. Um, and I didn't go to business or marketing school, even though I've thought about it. And I think about it so much all the time. But I do make sure that I'm reading material from people that are successful in their field. It doesn't necessarily have to be related to cake business, but you can take any business and marketing strategy from any business. And you can implement it in your own business. So I'm going to share with you some of my favorites, okay? Um, some of these, I know for sure that they're in Spanish. Um, I don't know about others, but yeah, I'm going to share with you anyways. Um, I think most of you guys speak English, so I think you guys will be good. So the first one is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This book, actually, um, you can listen to it for free online. It's free and it's a great, great book. It's, this is a really, really great book. Um, the next one is Unleash Your Lady Boss by Stephanie Peters. I also love The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Um, Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. So I would actually read this one first. <laughs> Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. If you are iffy and you feel like you felt some kind of way about somebody copying one of your designs, this book is for you. And The Art of War by Sun Tzu, I think that's how you say it. It's a Chinese book, but they have different interpretations of it. So it's really good too. Number nine, create content. You can record yourself making one of those dummy cakes and you can break down each separate piece. And out of one cake, you could be able to like take out five videos video clips for TikToks or Instagram reels. They don't have to be a minute. They could be just like 15 second clips. They could be, you know, 10 second clips. It doesn't matter. Um, you can use these on the days that you don't necessarily have like a new cake to post. Or if you already have some videos saved on your phone, take small clips from them and use those as new context. Add a trending sound or a new song and bam, it's like a new video, right? So that way you're consistently posting on your social media and nobody has a clue that you're really not busy. Um, they really think that it's like a new a new cake or a new design or whatever. Number 10, catch up on self-care. So this one is tough because when we get so busy, we forget to take care of ourselves. And at times, our health and basic needs really do take the backseat. Take this downtime to finally make those doctor's appointments, get that pedicure you've been needing for so long, book that hair appointment, invite a friend to a movie, Go to the restaurant you've been wanting to go to for a while. Research and book that much-needed vacation. I am on that one soon for, for my birthday this year. I really want to travel. 
um, plan your kids' birthday parties for the year. Don't wait until the last minute because, you know, you're so busy creating birthday cakes for someone else. Um, sometimes our kids' parties are not as grand. So take this time and plan that ahead, right? Um, take day naps. If you feel tired, just take a nap. Why not? And this one is a really big one for me. Purposely block dates from your calendar that you absolutely will not take orders on so that you can actually have a life. Um, so for instance, I've had so many inquiries for March 3rd and March 4th, but my wedding anniversary is March 4th. So I blocked it out um, months ago that I'm just not going to work on that day because um, we might go away for the weekend. We haven't necessarily decided yet if we're actually going to do that, but we know for sure that we're gonna, we have plans for um, our anniversary on March 4th. So um, make sure that you block those dates so that way you have time and you have something to look forward to and you can plan ahead. Number 11, organize your work area. Organization for me is so important because it really helps me keep myself on track. I am the type of person that I can easily become overwhelmed. And this is true for most artists. It's like, to some extent, we all suffer from ADHD. Um, we need a clean and organized space to work efficiently. I cannot focus on my work if I must constantly look for the fondant mold or if I just can't find the scissors. If you have a designated area in your home where you keep your supplies, find ways to organize it so that you can increase the space that you have and label everything. Every single drawer, every single bin, whatever it is that you use to um, organize yourself with, just label it because when it comes time to looking for the specific thing that you need, it just makes it so much easier. It's less time consuming, you know, trying to find something um, but organize it in a way that it makes sense to you, okay? Because, you know, in the, at the end of the day, you're the one that's going to be using that space. For number 12, write down your goals for the year. These can range from financial goals to connections and personal goals, okay? Financial goals would be like, how much money do you want to make in sales per month? How will you achieve this? That's important. It's not just writing down what you want to do, but it's also writing down how you plan on achieving it. Um, what marketing strategies will you implement? Connections would be schedule meetings with creators or even vendors. Um, is there a venue you like to deliver to or work with? For personal goals, it can range from losing those 10 pounds, begin an exercise regimen. That's where I am right now, trying to decide what I want to do with my life when it comes to exercise. I hate exercising, but I always feel really good about myself whenever I do exercise. I'm just trying to find like, is it better in the morning? Is it better in the evening? Um, what days am I going to do this? So really think about that. Um, for me also, daily prayer and meditation. Um, and I know some people like to do daily journals, like they write down um, how they're feeling, what their mood is, things like that. Um, so if this is something that you think that will benefit you, then take this time to do that. Let go of a bad habit. Are you, smoke, are you a smoker? That's a bad habit. It's so bad for you. Um, think about really wanting to quit. Do it now. Um, feeling unorganized? Organize yourself. Now you have the time to really organize every aspect of your life. Uh, not responding to phone calls. 
Uh, this is a huge one for me, okay? This is confession time, I feel like. But I have to put this out there because this will also keep me accountable. I hate answering and talking on the phone, <laughs> um, on my business phone. I just, I hate it. You guys know that I've said this before. I have two phone lines. I have a personal and a business. And um, I barely ever have the business phone on me. And when I look at the end of the day, I have so many missed calls and voicemails. And I hate talking on the phone. But... I realized that clients want that phone call and they need that connection. So my goal is to let go of this bad habit and make phone calls a crucial part of my business. So now I am proactively, um, when I'm responding to my emails and I'm explaining to my clients the ordering process and whatnot. And now I'm offering the option and I say, hey, if you want to hop on a call so that I, we can have a chat, let me know. I'm more than happy to answer any questions for you. Um, and so I'm actively working towards making this a new healthy habit for my business. Um, and talking about healthy habits, create a new habit. So going for daily walks, eating more vegetables and fruits, smiling more. I know it sounds corny, but I feel like for me personally, sometimes I get so focused on work and the stress of every day and the kids and home and marriage and everything else that entails that and I'm like am I smiling do I look angry do I look stressed is my face showing what I'm feeling inside or what's going through my head like smile more um and eating more fruits and vegetables like just I think for me eating period <laughs> uh, sometimes you get so busy that I literally will spend a, an entire day with just breakfast I never skip breakfast that's the one thing I don't do I never skip breakfast but then like I don't eat anything for the rest of the day until like nighttime and then I'm just like okay well this isn't good um especially because you guys know that I'm a bariatric patient and or if this is your first time listening um I had gastric bypass and I'm supposed to be eating at least every three four hours small meals and I don't <clears throat> so I am gonna try to focus on this for the next couple of months and try to make it uh, a new healthy habit for myself, okay? The key to writing down your goals is to set deadlines as well. It's no use to write down your goals if you're not going to be setting, like, expiration dates. Like, I want to lose 10 pounds by the end of the summer. Or um, I want to be able to walk two miles by the end of, I don't know, March or something like that. Like, obviously, set realistic goals that are not going to set you up for failure, but make sure that you do set those um, those deadlines. That way we know that we have to work towards those goals because it's kind of like when a person orders a cake from you um, and you know that it's due February 25th, you know that you have to work at that order because it's due February 25th. Um, so it really does keep us accountable um, and it sets us up in high gear and in work mode so that we make sure that we work towards those goals to really accomplish them. Number 13, listen to podcasts. So if you're listening to this podcast, you are a step ahead of the game. Um, I'm not being biased by this, I promise. But prior to me even starting the Baking a Boss podcast, I was and I still am an admin podcast listener. I prefer listening to podcasts um than binging on tv honestly why um i feel like watching tv doesn't bring anything to me 
it may be like instant gratification, but in reality, you can totally get submerged into, I'm a binge watcher. So once I, once I've discovered a new TV show or whatever, I can't stop watching until I'm done. And it really takes over my entire life. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, like I spent so many hours watching this TV show or whatever, when I could have used that time being productive elsewhere. Um, and, um, I listen to a lot of podcasts because I love submerging myself into new possibilities and opportunities. I don't claim to have all the answers whatsoever. So because of this, I want to learn as much as I can about business and in the end, financial freedom, because for me, that's the ultimate goal. It's financial freedom. Um, and what I'm looking into creating passive income. I'm looking into more things that not only will benefit me, but would also benefit um, the people that I want to work with. And here are some of my favorite podcasts right now. Yo Quiero Dinero by Janice Torres. So Janice is a Puerto Rican podcaster. She keeps it real. Um, she talks about money mindsets and wealth. And she's an amazing coach. I actually purchased one of her programs. And um, I found Janice because she actually shared one of my cakes for Dia de Reyes. And um, she shared it on her stories. And I was like, who is this person? And when I looked um, and I realized that she's actually a, a financial business coach, I thought, wow, like this kind of came heaven sent because this is something that I've been thinking about. And I purchased a program and she, her program was the one that actually pushed me towards starting this podcast. Um, and I've had the chance to talk to her one-on-one um, -on -one, and she's really an amazing person. She has a lot of insights. She brings a lot of um, people that are in business and in finances that are people of color and the insight and the marketing and the business ideas and advice that, that they bring to the table is um so amazing like you it's you cannot compare it to anything else um so i really do love listening to her podcast and she does it every single week um the second one that i listen to is journey to launch by jamila Sufran. jamila is also a person of color she is super smart with her business and creating financial freedom um she started her podcast just because she wanted to get out of debt so she wanted to kind of um, not, I guess I keep herself accountable of what her steps were to reach. Um, she just wanted to get out of debt. So for her to now be, she just turned 40 and be, like, um, she's retired. <laughs> she's retired and she's experiencing financial freedom. That for me is amazing. So she started as just, she just wanted to get out of debt. And now she's in a position where she can actually teach us how to do that. It's really amazing. So if you have the chance, listen to Journey to Launch by Jamila Safran. And then the next one is The Latina Advocate by Lola Bovell. Lola is actually another person that I've met through Janice. And she actually turned into one of my clients. And I love listening to her podcast. She's also a mom. So she brings a lot of different um, perspectives in her podcast when it comes to being a mom and being in business and you know, it's really great. And so um, there's so many more other podcasts that you can listen to. It just kind of depends on what you're into. Um, but I highly suggest that you pick one up and just get yourself in there. 
Number 14 is enhance your website. If you have a website, take this time to update those photos, uh, create an email list. This is really big. You have to create an email list um, because you will not only not be like the way that the algorithm is, especially like in Instagram, your followers are not necessarily seeing your posts, um, your photos, your videos, you know, like you get like 20 or sometimes I get like 10 likes in a post and I have almost 12,000 followers on Instagram. I'm like, these people are not seeing my posts. And it's all because of the algorithm. So having an email list allows me to connect with my clients um, on a more personal level. So it goes straight to their, to their email inbox and they will respond to that. That's how I'm able to do the promo as well that I mentioned um, in the earlier part of the show. So in enhancing the website, you can also add or delete any products. Um, for instance, I am no longer interested in making shooters or chocolate covered pretzels. Honestly, guys, I hate them so much. I hated them. I would do them because people will ask for them and because it was like the trend to do like the chocolate color pretzels they're beautiful and the shooters are so gorgeous but i just i hate making them so i deleted them from the products that i'm going to be offering moving forward um i have also updated my menu uh i took a look at the most popular flavors and the not so popular flavors and i removed the ones that are not really being requested for instance i realized that not so many people ordered the lemon cake but I did get a ton of requests for brandy rum flavor, and I wasn't offering brandy, uh, brandy rum flavor. So I removed the lemon and I added the brandy to my menu. If you don't have a website, take this time to create one. I know that it can be intimidating, but it truly is not that intimidating. I love to use Wix. It's very user-friendly, and they already have a website template. They have tons of different website templates that you can use. Um, you could just change the colors to the font, add or delete photos, and that's it. You're good to go. You're published, and it doesn't have to be so fancy, guys. You could just keep it simple, but just make sure that you have a website. Um, it's so important because this will increase your visibility. We should not be relying solely on social media. Prior to Facebook, prior to Instagram and TikTok and all these other channels, um, people just had the internet, right? They had the yellow pages, they had word of mouth, um, and a lot of the customers are still very old school, and they will still Google, and they will still ask for a website. So it's, you know, better to have a website. Also, it's more reliable. Um, if, for instance, one day Mark Zuckerberg decides that he no longer wants to have Facebook and he's just gonna delete the entire thing, what are you gonna do? If all your business photos are there, all your connections are through Facebook only. Same thing with Instagram. This is why it's important to have a website and it's important to have an email list, okay? Number 15 is clean up your social media. Unfollow those pages that are not relative to your business. This, For me, this means celebrities, meme pages, um, anything that is for personal use, okay? Only follow the accounts that are relative to your business. Also, like if there are any cake pictures and videos that you feel like you don't want to make that design again, just take it down. I remember like if there's a specific cake that I just hate it. I really, I'm not a big fan of boy cakes, um, of masculine cakes. Um, I just don't really like them. I'm more of like a girly type. I love the wedding cakes. I love the children's cakes that are more like on the girly side. So I make sure that I post more of those versus the boy cakes. And in return, by doing this, um, I don't get so many masculine cake orders. 
I get more feminine, feminine cake orders, okay? Um, clients are more likely to order from you based on what they see on your socials and website because they will get what your style is. Um, if there are posts that just didn't do well, delete them. Like if you have a post that one person liked, <laughs> just take it down. Um, any personal photos of you, like I'm not saying you in your chef jacket or you holding a cake, that's not personal, that's relative to your business. Um, but it's if it's you in front of a mirror showing off like your outfit, just delete that. <laughs> Use your personal pages for that. As a client, I don't want to see that. I really don't want to see you in your underwear. <laughs> I really don't. Um, if I did, I would just follow your personal page. If I'm following your business page, it's because I'm interested in what you can do business-wise, okay? Number 16, do a live Q&A for your followers. This could either be on Facebook, TikTok, or Instagram. This helps you engage with your followers, and this allows them to build trust in you, get to know you a little bit more, your personality, and connect with them. It's very important to connect with our customers um, so that they can see, like, if you have chemistry. Um, once they get to know you, like, I can't mention, like, I can't even tell you how many times I've had people pick up their cave and they tell me, oh, my God, um, I've been dying to order a cake from you. It's so nice to meet you. I followed you for such a long time. And it really does feel good to connect with people um, on that level. Number 17, tidy up your home. Those clothes hanging in your closet that you haven't worn in years, donate them. Your overfill drawers, fold and repeat, my friends. Organize your home, get rid of clutter, uh, any expired medication, cleaning products, old sheets and towels, worn out jewelry. CDs and DVDs, you guys, this is a big one because my husband is a little bit of a hoarder and he has CDs and DVDs that I'm like, you <laughs> why do you have boxes and boxes of this? So I have taken them out of my home and I put them in our storage unit. Um, I don't know what he's going to decide <laughs> to do with that. Also get rid of old pillows. Um, you know, you're supposed to actually get rid of pillows like every couple of months and sometimes we don't. We just keep the same pillows. It's so gross, but toss, toss it clean your homes, you will feel so much better. And this will allow you to focus on your business. Like I have to have a clean space, not only in my working space, but also in my home. Um, you know, being Hispanic, we have a lot of like calderos y ollas y utensilios para cocinar and all that stuff. And I'm just like, I can't, I cannot have diez cucharones, you know, like I have one for the beans, one for the rice. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't need to have 10 different kinds of knives. I have a little one and I have a large one. I really like to keep things simple and basic and everything in my home has a purpose. Um, I know that my grandmother, she has, oh my gosh, I don't know how many, probably like 50 sets um, of bed sheets with the pillowcases and everything for one bed and i'm like no i can't live like that um so in my home we have a two bed set limit per person or for per bed so for my bedroom my husband and i only have two sets and i have to give you the same color it has to be white that's just my preference my children um they have two sets each um, and that's it. We don't need any more. If we find one that is, you know, that either is ripped or it's worn out, then we toss it and we purchase a new, a new set, but we don't keep the worn out ones and you just keep adding to that. It's just adding clutter. Same thing with towels. 
we each have two towels. So there's only eight towels here. And then I have a separate bin for our summer towels, like for, you know, beach towels, pool towels, etc. Um, but that's also put away in storage. And then I'll grab those when it's time. But in, in my home, we only have the towels that we each use, right? Um, it's just little things like that that really don't make it overwhelming for you. Um, it also has a lot to do with, um, you know, how sometimes people get depressed because they let their homes go and they have too many things going on. But if you are limiting the amount of things that you actually have in your home, then it becomes easier to clean up, even though you're going through your depression, okay? Number 18 is connect with an old friend. I can't tell you how many times my best friend and I, who also has a, an event decorating business, we've tried to meet up for lunch or coffee so much, but work always ends up getting in the way. And we joke around and say, well, I guess I'll see you next year because like, we have to schedule it in. We put it in our agendas and still we have to cancel on each other constantly. Um, so take this time to give someone a call, catch up on your friendships, bring them some coffee and cupcakes at work. She also has a full-time job. Um, so I could just go over there and take some cupcakes for her and her coworkers. Your friends will appreciate it, but then also... It's a way for the coworkers to meet you and taste your products. So it's a win-win because you might end up getting orders from that, right? Uh, spend time with your family comes at number 19. Um, in the daily hustle of work, I lay down at night and I realize how little time I spend with my husband and kids between work and school and daily activities. Now I have the podcast. I have a blog. I'm working on so many other projects. Um, time really does pass us by. And before we know it, we feel like we're missing out. So take this time to spend as much time as much time as you can with them. Remember this feeling and remember to block out dates every month so you can spend more time with them. Um, every single time that I spend time with my kids, like just this past weekend, my youngest turned 13 and I'm looking at him and I'm like, when did this happen? Like I now live in a house of boys and two teenagers. So I'm like, I don't have any more babies. Um, my baby days are over. I'm still really young. I'm only 37. Um, they're so independent. And I'm just like, I just want to hold them. And I want to spend time with them as much as I can. Um, and it really does make me think like, okay, I really need to block out more days throughout the year so that I can purposely spend that time with my kids and with my husband. And at number 20 is do nothing. It's totally okay to not do any of the things above. If you want to just sit and watch TV, stay in your pajamas and sleep, it's okay too. This is your body telling you, I am tired and I need a reset. Enjoy this time because before you know it, we'll be busy again. So stay strong, my friends. Stay busy. Take care of yourselves. And honestly... Don't let this slow season get you down. Before you know it, we're going to be making those cakes again. Talk to you next time. For a copy of the 20 things that you can do during slow season, visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach more Latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business. 
visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com, and join my email list for updates, new program announcements, and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at bakingaboss. Thank you so much for your support, and remember, el cielo es el límite.